Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, and I got my buddy Hunter with me again tonight. How you doing, Hunter? Good, good. I'm glad we made it here. Glad you made it. Get, glad, <laughs> glad we made it here, that's for sure. Um, guys, well, I think we have to give you a little bit of of information to set kind of the scene for tonight, because it's... It's pretty crazy. It's a very unique, probably the most unique setting ever for the podcast. And we've, you know, take the podcast on the road many years. But I do want to mention right there at the beginning, guys, this, I'm like the king of rabbit trails. Can you, <laughs> I think I'm three rabbit trails in and maybe four because I'm explaining a rabbit trail now. Yep. Um, but anyways, we took a vote on the Fellowship of the Duck Gun in the podcast group on whether to bring back the podcast intro or not. I think the vote was somewhere around like 80% yes. So last two episodes, we've had it back. Um, pretty cool that you guys appreciate it and still kind of want to hear it after all these years of running it. Um, so we brought it back. And honestly, I, I'm enjoying it. What do you think? What do you think the intro, did you vote on that or no? Yeah, I voted I voted to bring it back. Awesome, awesome. Yep. So here it is. Well, I'll keep it running. I'll keep the intro running from now on. But back to the setting for tonight's podcast. It is the night before opener. We have arrived at the spot um, we're gonna have to jump back and fill in a lot of things, but um, we are sitting in Hunter's boat. Well, you're sitting in in your yeah, boat. I'm sitting like in the water, <laughs> in a camping chair, knee deep in the water in muck because uh, it's a nice, comfortable chair. Um, we're out here in the woods. There's bugs. We're on the river. The moon's shining. Right behind us is a, a hole that you found that is just chocked full i mean it was just absolutely loaded with ducks and it's uh the eve of teal opener 2023 and man we are excited so (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah definitely excited it's been long long time coming and a lot of scouting to get to this point so hopefully hopefully we knock it out in the morning right right yeah so um let's let's kind of start with your scout let's uh let's hear about your scout a little bit well, where do you want to start? It's been all over the place, as you know. Right, right. So probably within reason, you know. I don't, <laughs> you 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 have a hobby of scouting, which you know that's a good thing if you want to kill some birds, right? So, yeah. uh, but honestly, we probably should uh, we probably should talk about the partners real quick before we get into the meat <laughs> of the podcast. So, because um, I know we can we can get going, but let's uh, let's let's get a quick word from the partners. Uh, so first off, guys, I need to remind you about the Patreon hunt giveaway. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling the winner this week out of there. So definitely jump over there. Um, had a bunch of you guys get in there. Super excited because it's a bunch, bunch of cool dudes. I think I've talked to every single person that's come in there and I'd be excited just about for anybody to win. So, um, it's going to be fun. That's going to be around the $400 mark for the winner, helping you get out to the spot. We're going to go on a cool adventure. Maybe you'll be here with Hunter, um, chasing canvas backs. Maybe we'll be back in UP in some of my favorite places up North, um, or wherever we'll find a spot that kind of suitable for our schedules and, and make it happen. So jump over there, guys, patreon.com slash duck and chronicles. 
and don't miss out your chance to get on this hunt giveaway. Um, also, guys, this trip is presented by Onyx. Onyx is an awesome app for the waterfowler. Hunter, you've been, you said in the truck drive over here today, you've probably put like 100 pins this week, just all on X. Oh, yeah, all over the place and tracks to get to places. I had a track so we can walk into where we went today and make sure we know where we're going. Right. I mean, it just makes sense. Like, as a duck hunter, you get that for the state you're in. If you're a traveling duck hunter like me, you get the, the national package. Um, but they just have options. They have tools that make your life so much easier and as a duck hunter is going to make you more successful so check them out guys over there at onyx guys also a big thanks to weatherby weatherby we've been talking about it but the ssx the side by side the orion side by side i'm so excited for that gun that is the gun i'm shooting this weekend um that's all i brought for for the duck hunting so come come tomorrow morning i'm gonna put that sucker to the test and uh if i'm not shooting well with it well I'll look cool while i'm doing it so um and that's half the battle in duck hunting anyway oh yeah um and they have every other kind of uh shotgun from the 18 eyes the element um they have some really really good shotgun options so check them out over there also like to give a big thanks to motion ducks guys motion ducks the jerk rig on steroids uh this year one of the things i'm going to do is try to hunt with more spreaders than ever before last year I used it in small no wind days to huge success definitely shot more birds running that with small spreads and this year i'm like even on on the days with wind i'm going to try to hook multiple spreaders together and really put that that version of it to the test as well so um, check those guys out i actually got a new promo code guys is duck gun over there um, I can't remember what he said the discount is going to be, but I'll let you guys know in the, the next or in the coming the coming podcast once I talk to him on what the discount is going to be. But use code DuckGun. It's new. It's not DuckGun twenty twenty anymore. We're getting a refreshed code over there, DuckGun. So check it out. Oh, uh, um, also like to give a big thanks to Final Approach. Final Approach, the one stop shop for the waterfowl hunter. They got waders, they got decoys, they got blind bags. You name it, they got the products and. Um, it's the it's the place for a duck hunter. So jump over there and make your list. Season's coming quick, and you never know what you're going to need. So, um, yeah, let's go ahead and get into the main part of the podcast. Yeah. So you want to talk about the scout a little let's, bit? Yeah. Let's hear about your scout, man. So we'll just we'll just cover today's scout. We won't go back the last three weeks that I've been scouting. <laughs> so like this or today, yesterday, whenever. I don't even know what time it is. Um, it was, it started at 5.30 in the morning. I put the boat in the water and I started in a spot that we hunted last year, scouting for birds. And there's some there, but I decided just to kind of keep looking and just keep searching for birds. And I had a bunch of like question mark pens, uh, on my phone. And this was one of them that I just did on the map scout. And I probably checked 50 different holes today. And this is the one that just seemed to be the best. I think it'll be a harder hunt than some of the other ones just because of like the hide the wind direction and the sun and i think it'll be a little bit of a harder hunt but it had the most birds so i think it'll have the highest likelihood of success yeah the cool part about this spot is and uh, tell me if i'm going too far because i don't want to burn any of your personal spots but um it's can i can i talk about like the yeah. Ge- geographic yeah. Yeah, okay good. so it's super i mean it's really super cool super unique because um we're on the Mississippi River, and it's in it's a it's a pond inside of an island, which I think this that's a first for me. Going to an island with a an island on a river with a huntable pond, 
inside of it. And I'm guessing, you know, this river floods and, and lowers and it kind of refreshes that just over time with the natural kind of uh, um, progression of the river. But it's just chocked full of duck food. There's duckweed on top. Uh, we're standing in like, we're going to be standing in like head high uh, arrowarum is what I think it is. Is I think that's what plant it is. So later in the year, because right now we're still in September. Well, tomorrow will be in September. Um, so it's you know it's not to full it's not to full water level yet. Um, but later in the year, that thing's going to flood up. It's going to be chocked full of food. But I mean, even right now, it's just chocked full of food. And this early in the year, in like a muddy kind of swampy pond like that, the birds are just going to be all over the microbial. So. Um, yeah, you saw tons of birds in there. Uh, you sent Marcos to me all day. I mean, it got the, the fire under me to <laughs> get packed up and get down here. And, uh, and we get in there. We just, we hiked in there, um, just like a couple hours ago. And, um, we pulled the canoe or carried the canoe and the decoys and walked through the woods. And then out in front of us, it opens up and it's this beautiful duck marsh inside of an island and it's just like ripe for the harvest is kind of what it feels like. Yeah. There's just feathers all over the place. Oh, tons of feathers. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's a nice, not too cool. I would love it to be a little bit cooler, honestly, but, um, cool night, full moon. we got all the bur- the bugs of the evening or of the nighttime. It's, oh, it's just like an awesome setting, man. It's so, it's so cool. And I'm so ready to, to be doing this. And it's like, just to think, man, there's so many people that are missing out on this. There's so many people who are like, don't want to experience this because they want like the, the ease of everyday life. It's like, why would you not want to come do this? Are we crazy or are they crazy? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think about that a lot. You know, like, we've talked in the past about like, you know, I hunted 54 days last year and like, I mean, so obviously I hit it pretty hard and I'm willing to come out and do this all the time, but I don't know. I enjoy it. Obviously, otherwise I wouldn't be out here. Right. Right. But it's just like, uh, you know, openers and I, I'm going to like, I have to give pushback here. I need that water. There we go. I need to give pushback because like recently we had a podcast, um, at Rogers with the flyways guys and a bunch of them were just calling me crazy for like wanting to chase openers. They're like, they avoid openers like the plague, but like there's a certain amount of like tradition of duck hunting that the openers like provide right where it's like i mean it's like christmas day you know buddies getting together everybody talking even like the non like hardcore hunters like a lot of them want to come out and open or opposed to like you know the days following or or just random days throughout the season so i mean there's a certain level of like just camaraderie and um even like with the guys you're competing with you don't even know that you see the boat ramp it's like we're all duck hunters we're all getting out here we're all doing this crazy thing and going out in like the middle of the night and getting ready to chase ducks. And we all have like high hopes for spots and the anticipation. It's like, so like, why wouldn't I want to do that five times on like my chasing the opener series, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And like, I'm kind of a, I'm a, I'm a competition guy. So like, I also like the competition and like the, uh, the, I'm not trying to just find birds to hunt birds. I'm also trying to like strategize to, outcompete you know the, the other humans the other hunters that are going to be out here and like you know you can do that by finding holes that are away that are hard to get to or you can do it by being early and just you know waving your flag saying this is where i'm at stay away but it's just kind of i like the idea of it and i do like coming out and chasing openers and 
there is like a lot of the tradition to it. I don't know what the statistics are, but there's a lot of duck hunters that only hunt openers. And like, I don't even think there's anything wrong with doing that, but there is like that tradition about it, about how we're going to go out and hunt wood ducks on opening morning of big season or whatever it is. Right. Right. Definitely. And, and not only that, but like, um, you know, and, and not this opener in particular, because like when we're talking about till, there's not like a breeding population of till here, but like, there's always like in this area, there is a breeding breeding population of ducks, right? Big ducks, yeah, yeah lots. Um, and wood ducks, and I mean, probably not teal though. I wouldn't think. No, I don't. I don't think we see. I don't see teal very often hatching. I do see like mallards, a, a lot of wood ducks. We had a pretty good hatch this year, I think. Geese hatch around here still, right? Right. So. And uh, pretty probably most of the puddle ducks. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I really like if I really remember seeing like gadwall widgeon pintail around here. I'm gonna be honest; I don't know if it's just not the right habitat, but I I really do see a lot of mallards, a lot of wood ducks on hatchings here. Nice, nice. So, I mean, part of that, like with our openers, and I'll say like because we're in the Mississippi Flyway, I do feel like there's a distinct difference between hunting in the Mississippi Flyway and hunting in like the Central Flyway or like you know the East Coast. Probably is somewhat similar to Mississippi Flyway. And then Pacific Flyway, right? So we're we're here in the Mississippi Flyway. Um, we have a lot of competition, but like the thing about it with openers is there's, you know, it's kind of like in in boxing, right? You always talk about like a puncher's chance, right? There's always like you can go out there and just happen upon the right spot to have just like a banger hunt. Whereas like in in like the middle of the season, it's not always that easy, right? You got to have fresh birds you got to have birds pushing through you got to you know there's a lot more that plays into it but like going on an opener is just i don't know yeah definitely and like and yeah you're right like mid-season they do kind of wisen up you know if you get stale birds and it's harder to come out and like have a chance at a good hunt you know you know it's it's easy to come out and say oh i'm going to be able to shoot birds after we've had three north wind days and now it's the first south wind day and like you know pretty much guaranteed if you go out on a day like that you're probably going to see birds new birds but on an opener you know like you said it is it is kind of the boxer's chance that's a good way to put that right like and so i think you know like people because i'm i'm taking it from the perspective of all my buddies over there at the rogers event from the central flyway saying no i i I try to avoid it but it's like you're taking for granted that like your area kind of provides that or you're 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 part of the the flyway provides that where it's like we're going to get pressure and like our birds are going to be pushed out in like two weeks and then we're waiting on weather. So, um, so we can, you know, those openers are something special and above and beyond kind of like the, maybe even the rest of the season. So, yeah. Yeah. I I would agree with that. I mean, like there are other like marquees of the season, you know, when you start getting certain pushes and stuff like that, but definitely the openers, like the thing that's nice about the opener too, is we have like, I wouldn't say calendar birds, but usually within a couple week windows when we get some pretty good pushes of birds here and the opener is a set time, you know, on September one, I can come out and pretty much guarantee them will be at least have a chance at some teal. Right. You know, versus like the rest of the year. It's, it's an option. Like it's, it's up in the <laughs> air, you know, you don't really know. Yeah. You don't know, but on opener, you know that there's going to like, if you live in a, an area that has a breeding population. Mm-hmm. So, which is us for yeah, sure. Yep. Yep. So what's, uh, kind of what's your, what's your prediction for tomorrow? I, I don't know. I mean, I think that it's going to do one of two things. Either we're just going to like crush it and we're going to just do amazing or 
it's going to be not great. It's, it, it, I think it's going to be one or the other. I don't think there's a very good option of like it's an okay day, which I don't even know what you'd consider to be okay. We're going to have three guns today or with us. So right, right. I don't know what would be considered okay, okay bird-wise, okay. So bad is like a few. A skunk to, let's say a skunk to, to four. Um, you know, decent is four to eight. Eight to 12 is good. And then 12 to 16 is a banger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 16, 18. Or, yeah, sorry, sorry, there you go. 18. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would hope for a banger. I'd hope for good good stuff. I mean, the thing is that kind of sucks about this is that we're going off the beaten path of how we normally hunt teal. And we have spots that, like, pretty regularly produce teal for us, including what we shot last year. And so it's kind of hard to give up that kind of spot to run a flyer, you know? Right. Right. And I, I feel like, you know... And we talked about it because we could have still gone with like the the first the first choice. And we'll, the thing is, we'll know. A lot of times, it's like you pick a spot and then you don't know. Yeah. Right. Well, the other spot could have been bad too. But like um, Tim, our buddy from here, mm-hmm. your buddy, <laughs> my buddy too. But um, he's hunting the spot that we would be hunting. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like literally the exact GPS coordinates of a hole that I made. Right. So. Um, yeah, so it's we'll know one way or the other, like if we <laughs> if yeah. we made a good choice or a bad choice. But I know on like opener for Big Duck last year, I picked kind of a secluded. It was a much smaller hole than this, though. A secluded spot where I thought I could kind of get away from the pressure and do pretty well. But like there's so many guns banging that nothing could really drop into that marsh um, without getting like. Uh, flared off so we shot like two or three um and <laughs> pretty disappointing after finding like multiple x's and picking the wrong one so yeah yeah that's that was probably the worst um outcome i had from scouting like good scouting and then just making a mistake last year um but this is almost similar right because we got us excluded an exclusive <laughs> spot a secluded a, spot a, 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 <laughs> I'm struggling here. English. there we go um but the we got the hole over here and but the thing is i don't think people are going to really set up around us no so unless somebody actually tries to come into the hole and hunt it um so like what like if a group came in here and set up in here like what is this 200 wide by like 75 across or something yeah, yeah, it might be like, you know, because the way you have to hunt it is on the narrow side, like looking on the narrow side. So it's probably 75 yards across, 200 yards long, something like that, probably pretty close. Right. So if someone tried to come sit in there, and we're sitting in the middle of it, like, so the, clo- like, they'd be about 100 yards. So that would kind of be pretty crappy if someone set up in here. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if a group came in here and said, no, we're setting up regardless, mm-hmm. like, do we... What's the play? Do we invite them to hunt with us? Do we just like try to fight them and push them out of the hole? Or <laughs> I, I don't really know. I think it. Yeah, I think you play that kind of stuff by ear too. I mean, like you know, it. it if you obviously you talk to them, a group of know. five. What do you say? Oh, a group of five. I'm gonna be like, hey, get lost. But right, a group. A uh, guy comes in. Uh, him and his son. I'd probably say hunt with us, <laughs> you know. Right. I, I'd probably let that let that hunt with us. And again, it kind of depends, you know. If the guy comes in and starts like losing it, losing his mind about the fact that we beat him to the hole and this and that and the other thing, then it's like, all right, well, you can kind of get lost too. 
Right. But, you know, they come in and they're like, oh, man, someone beat us here. And then they come over and talk to us and everything else. You know, that it all depends. Which, word of advice, if you come into a hole and someone's already there, stop and talk to them. Like, right. You know, if you want to hunt somewhere and you found somewhere and someone else beat you to a hole in public ground, it doesn't hurt to stop and talk and, like, just see what was going on. You know, as long as they're not hunting and you're not interrupting their hunt, you know. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely agree with you on that. You know, always talk to them. Sometimes they're going to be like, nah. Like, and most of the time they're going to say yes because they're they're almost worried. It's like you can kind of have some control of the situation if you invite somebody to hunt with you. Mm-hmm. If you don't and they just go set up, you know, 100 yards from you, um, they could screw you just all morning. So Yeah, and I met some of my, like, pretty good hunting buddies just by, like, oh, they were sitting in a spot and I got and I showed up and they're like, oh, man, they scouted the same spot I did. And then... It's like, hey, do you mind if we hunt? And then, you know, we end up hunting five times a year together, so. Right. Right. Definitely. So, I don't think you ever said the exact number of birds. That's what I want to. Oh, from uh, last year? No, no, this year. This year. Like, your prediction for tomorrow. Oh, oh, my prediction for You tomorrow. said, you said uh, I think we'll shoot Ten. a banger. Ten? Ten. You see, that was in the good range. Yeah. See, I'm just going to split it down the center so I can't be wrong. I want to shoot a banger. That's not down the middle. Well, that's down the middle. I, I <laughs> averaged, close. I averaged a good number of birds last year, so that's sure. down the middle. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Hey, look, there's a... What's that swimming in the water there? That's probably a muskrat there. That's a big muskrat. Is that or a beaver? It's an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid of the dark, but... <laughs> yeah, I think I think my prediction, I'll go with... I'm going to go with 11. 11? Yep. It's like... Should we make John's prediction for him four? Four. <laughs> he's probably, yeah, he's probably going to, he'll say limits. Yeah. Every time I ask him for predictions, he's like, he's got rose-colored glasses on. He just says limits, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, Even though he has not seen the hole, not seen the scout, anything. <laughs> probably hasn't shot a shotgun since last year. No, no. Do you do, did you do any practice shooting in the I summer? did. I, sh- I, went to the, I went to a place local to us called Back 40. Okay. And uh, they have clay pigeon we actually went for Father's Day. Um, took my dad out there and my buddy Hunter. It's funny because uh, my boss at work, I don't know, if, have I told you this? His name's Tim. And then his son, which I'm pretty good friends with, is Hunter. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> so yeah. so whenever I talk about Tim and Hunter. There's a 50% chance you're talking about something. Well, my wife's like, because it's like you're talking about like <laughs> you know, Tim and Hunter at work or like, no, no, no the guy's in Iowa. <laughs> so anyways, um, I went with them and my dad to back 40. Is that a uh, like a sporting clays type of a right? Thing? Right. Okay. They have the two the two stations, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we always, we do it a little bit to just kind of cut down on how much we're we're shooting. Usually, we'll do like fifty rounds through it and do five a station instead of ten. I know most people do ten. You do your two solos, then you do two repeats, and then two doubles for your ten. Yep. That's like the standard. So we do one solo. You just get to pick one. Then we do one repeat and then one double. Oh, okay. So. Um, but, um, I had like one of my worst rounds ever and I think I shot like 36 out of 50. Huh. So not instilling faith, <laughs> but that was a, yeah. And that was with my Weatherby 18 I 20 gauge. And last year, um, we shot a hundred and I only go maybe like once or twice a year and I broke 90. So, um, little, that's definitely a lot down from last year. So yeah. I had, I had an off day, but hopefully the side by side will, <laughs> will bring me home tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I haven't practiced shooting at all. I used to shoot a lot, so I kind of got over the practice shooting. I mean, so I don't know. 
I haven't right. practiced at all. I'm really just hoping. Honestly, I I patterned the gun and that was it. I feel like I struggle more at like uh, low light than I do like middle of the day. Just because you can't see the birds, or I guess yeah, like you can't see them as well, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's I think it's harder to like uh, get a beat on them and, and like uh, adjust to the the speed and the lead. Yeah. So the nice thing about tomorrow is we can't shoot till sunrise. Yeah. Which that's the first time I've ever said that's a nice thing because it's not <laughs> like in uh, the Central Flyway they can hunt a hat like they hunt like normal duck season. Here I think it's probably because there's so many places with a lot of wood ducks. Mm-hmm. They make you wait a half hour, so we have to wait till sunrise. But that being said, if the birds are around, um, it's not that big of a deal, right? Yeah. But on some days, man, that can be that can take a lot. Like, can that can uh, greatly reduce your chances of a limit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That first half hour can be pretty productive, especially right. on teal. Right, right. I mean, they're fast early flyers, but um, hopefully, with all the pressure, um, birds stay up and, and keep flying around. Mm-hmm. That's but, the goal. And I can imagine just that uh, that side by side, man. <laughs> I already have like the visual in my mind of of uh, till coming in, like just like fluttering right over the decoys, and me being like, "Which barrel did I put on?" You know, like <laughs> have you ever shot like a side by side? I've never ducks? shot one. Oh, geez. I'm guessing I'm just going to put the bead on and pull the trigger. So I guess that brings up a different question. Do you normally look down your beads when you're shooting ducks? Um. Yeah. Really. Okay. Yep. Interesting. I I don't. Why why did I put the bead on it if you're not going to look at it? Uh, I would take my bead off if I <clears throat> thought about it. I actually, when I shot trap, I didn't have beads on my shotgun. Mm. It was all just like, uh, yeah, it gets it gets to be feel. But I feel yeah. like um, at the beginning of it, you need a little a little help. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just I learned to shoot that way. And actually, one of the things I was just going to bring up, you're talking about like struggling with low light birds. I typically struggle with birds that I see come all the way in, flutter over the decoys. Those are typically the ones I miss. And then mm. the ones that I just like powder are the ones that come in and it's just a total reaction shot. Those are right. the ones I usually do really well on. Right. Yeah. You know, every, every time you shoot one real quick, it's like, ah, oh, you're thinking too, you know, you're yeah. thinking too much, too much about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you watch them come all the way in, I, I don't know how other people are, but if I watch a bird circle me two or three times and then come into the decoy spread, I'm, I'm so excited like I sometimes forget that I'm there to shoot the dang thing and I just like get excited to watch it, you know? Oh yeah. I'm excited just for the show tomorrow because I mean, you said there's probably 50% mallards in here mm-hmm. and there's hundreds of ducks. Um, so I'm just excited for the show to be out here in the marsh, but don't get me wrong. Like I do, I want to pull the trigger. I want to kill some birds. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that first half hour where we can't shoot, <clears throat> um, we're going to be, we'll be, we'll be super excited. Yeah. Hey, you got another water over there? Yeah, give me a second here. Awesome. Grab one. So, yeah, we're uh, we're gonna be uh, camping out here for the rest of the night, <laughs> sleeping maybe a little bit, and then um, we're uh, we're letting Devin and John are with us again. If you guys listened to the um, podcast last year, it was me, Hunter, Tim. And Devin and John, so mm-hmm. those guys are back with us. But they get the they get the first night. I don't know how we'll do it. Last year, you guys um, saved the spot. I don't think we ever went with you guys <laughs> till till I went with you guys on Central Opener. Yeah, to save the spot. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, the, Devin and John get the benefit of sleeping in tonight on the beds, and uh, 
Paid for an Airbnb, and here we are sitting in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to have somewhere to put your stuff, right? Because yeah. you can't just like leave it in your truck bed. Uh, and like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's no, no. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just they're they're the ones that are at the uh, at the house tonight. They get to get picked up at the landing in the morning, and Devin's going with Tim in the morning, and John's going to come with us. So, right, right. We're going to be spread out. Yeah, and yeah, which is funny because you were talking about earlier about. You know, the original plan was we were going to hunt like six guys, seven guys together, just like we did last year. And then uh, that plan just like slowly, <laughs> slowly morphed over time. You know, we all got that excitement of, hey, we found birds here. Hey, we found birds there. Some of the group's going to go chase some can, uh, some geese in the morning. So that's pretty cool. Hopefully they do well on that. And on the Illinois side. Yeah, on the Illinois side. Yeah. But, <laughs> but we got to jump back to a store because I, actually, I made a little call back to it. We're in the truck. And, like, this is how haywire my brain is. Like, I'm, like, so focused on content all the time right now. Well, just, I mean, during season in general. Like, during summer, I get a little bit of a break from, like, March through June. I, I take that kind of time off to to re, rejuvenate and, and get geared up. And it works because I come into it and I'm all fired up, you know. But um, after, like, making content all season, maybe it, it, it kind of can drag on you a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Just the pure amount of time it's not like what i'm actually working on it's the time and the lack of time that i have for everything else <laughs> but all that being said we're in the truck and you you say i'm not afraid of the dark but and honestly <laughs> i don't I have no idea what else you said because i'm like that's a great podcast title <laughs> yeah i'm not was, afraid of the dark but <laughs> yeah i remember i last said it was like i'm not afraid of the dark but i keep like seven headlamps in my boat okay that's right yeah because we were talking about headlamps and what we're gonna do mm-hmm. do you know if uh what we did over there is like kosher what do you mean as far as kosher like uh is it legal <laughs> yeah 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 it's, it's legal yeah it's legal it's legal to put okay so we uh we have our spot set over there but we're gonna sleep and we're like um, we didn't bring like a tent or like a hammock. We talked about hammocks. That would have been awesome in those little woods. Mm-hmm. Um, but like also we just don't know if someone's going to try to walk in from the other side or another point or whatever. Mm-hmm. So our plan was we put, we have the canoe in there with our gear. Now we're going to sleep here in the big boat, which obviously can't make it over into the pond and the island. Um, but we have it sitting on a stake. And the light's, like, pointing at the canoe, and it's, like, it's right on the edge of the weeds. So if they come in anywhere, they're going to look and say, ah, oh, there's somebody in here. But then again, if they come to talk and there's nobody there. Yeah, then what are they going to do? They're going to be like, ah, oh, there's nobody here. Right. And then just set up anyways. So. I don't know. I mean. It's, like, a 30% chance that they. Well, the only thing is if they come up on the other side. Yeah, that right, would be the only way. Right. They won't. They won't try. They can't get across. And <laughs> no, no, and, and that's a surprise. I thought it was going to be like ankle deep mud the whole way across this hole. Because when I scouted it earlier, there's tons of birds sitting on it, and so I didn't want to go in and push all the birds off while they were on the loaf earlier. And so uh, I didn't walk across or anything. I just looked at it from the side. I actually climbed a tree to take a couple of videos just to get an idea of where we we're going to set up. And we never walked across it. Well, we went out there just now or a little bit ago to put out the canoe and put out our, you know, get some of the stuff out of the boat. And we're like, oh, we're going to have to walk across this mud flat. And it turns out it's like, you know, chest high water. And I thought yeah, it was nothing. Maybe. We got we got to about belly button height and we said, okay, this is good enough. Yep. Belly button high. We don't want to get soaked. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a mucky. It's like a mucky bottom, but like sometimes you get mucky where it's like a foot of muck. 
mm-hmm. or like endless muck. And if you don't hold on to the canoe and take some of your weight off, like you're just going to keep going. But it was like like three, four, maybe five inches of muck at most, and then it, you didn't sink any further. So you can kind of like skate, yeah, and across it a little bit, even though it's like under the water. Uh, in a weird way, but you didn't get stuck. Like no. a lot of times, you got to like turn your hips and like turn your ankle and like break the suction before you can take the next step. Mm-hmm. But this, you can kind of like slide your foot as you set it down. Yeah, and it never created that suction. No, no, it's actually like you know, if we had to rate bottoms, and if we're going to hunt a, a sandbar is <laughs> a ten out of ten, I'd rate that at I don't know what, like a six or a seven. A sandbar is a ten. If a sandbar is a ten, so ten's like the best. Yeah, the best. Yeah, one is like and like gravel is like. You know, maybe like a nine. And yeah, yeah, like a gravel. <laughs> slick rocks are seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like one would be like. It's Quicksand. Inch, inch of water, nine feet of mud. Right. Oh, I've had those. Those are terrible. Yeah. Those will ruin again real quick. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I would say it's probably a solid six. Yeah, I'll okay. give it a six. Like anything you can, like we could make it through and it wasn't like a struggle. Mm-hmm. So, on a, dude, how much sleep do you think we're going to get tonight? I don't know. Are you even tired? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> I don't know. That's not a good answer. No. How well, do you not know if you're tired? Well, I'm used to, like, I work second shift normally. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, like, I'm, I'm awake at this point in time, but I'm getting close to, like, going to bed normally. So, uh, I don't know. I Honestly, I could lay down and fall right asleep, or I could just lay here and look at the moon and be like, man, I cannot wait for tomorrow, and then just be a zombie walking all day tomorrow. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not tired. I don't know if we turn this stuff off when we're done recording and and uh, try to sleep if we'll be able to or not. But it's like the excitement before an opener, man. It's always a uh, yeah. And it goes back to I, I don't understand how people like want to skip this. Yeah, like you know, I was telling you we launched the boat from the boat landing and we had to go through no wake area around the boat landing, like most places. And I'm, like, going through the no-wake area, and I could, like, feel my heart beat beating. And, you know, we still have, like, a pretty good, pretty decent boat ride to get to the spot. And then we still have to unload the boat, throw all this stuff in the hole, and then wait to hunt. And my heartbeat's already like, all right, let's let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm not, I guess I'm not to that point. But <clears throat> but as soon as we're sitting in the, the cattails and, or, well, not cattails here, but. <clears throat> the vegetation and we start the sun starts coming up and hearing birds quack and fly around that'll get me going for sure oh yeah i'll be i'll be real excited then too i just i don't know i've spent a lot of time looking at birds in the last month that i'm like excited i'm just i'm ready that now i've put the boat in the water for the first time to actually hopefully fill it with some birds you know <laughs> up to this point i've been going out to cut holes and to mark paths and do all that kind of stuff and find new holes because we had a pretty pretty big flood this year up here and it kind of changed some of the geography of the holes on the river and so it's like trying to find new holes and like it's just i've been doing all that for so long that now that i'm actually ready to like maybe pull the trigger tomorrow i'm like just excited for it definitely definitely man it's gonna it's gonna be here before we know it the countdown's on what time sunrise tomorrow uh a time you're gonna have to look yeah like 5 30 Six thirty. It's probably six thirty. Yeah. I'm trying. Like, I know east. Uh, we're on eastern time zone. You're central, so it's mm-hmm. six thirty. That would, no, there's no way. Uh, anyway, we'll figure it out. Yeah, but we'll I was gonna it give it like I was gonna give him like T minus <laughs> right. It's because it's like a little after midnight. So yeah, T minus six and a half hours ish. Right, give or take ish. Yep. But 
Yeah. No, I feel like let's let's go ahead and wrap this one up, man. Okay. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, we're going to be doing podcasts from the road all week. This is just a little taste of us uh, giving you uh, an update. And stay tuned because we're going to be hunting um, out here, and hopefully it's good news to come. I'm Jordan Duckin Chronicles. Hunter from Iowa. Yep. (coughs) And I'm going to cough. So (laughs) we'll see you guys on the next one.